And we welcome you in here to the latest edition of the Sacramento Kings podcast. Presented by Hoopball on the Hoopball Podcast Network. I'm Damian Barling. She is Jill Edge. We are live on Twitch. But I'm sure most of you are listening to us through our podcast feed. We are thrilled that you're here with us. And it's awfully quiet, Jill. A couple of games canceled this week. Two of them against the Memphis Grizzlies, which I was I was kind of eager to see as the Grizzlies quietly got hot. They had won like five in a row, and I thought this would be a nice little measuring stick for the for the Sacramento Kings. And, you know, the games get canceled. Grizzlies' momentum is kind of halted, and now we're just we're listening to Luke Walton and the guys talk about practice. Practice? Yeah, they, were just getting, <laughs> they were just getting guys coming back from injury as well. Um, yeah, Jai had just come back too, right? Yeah, and then they had said that um, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. was, um, it's always the short, you know, he's coming shortly, but I mean, mm-hmm. some had predicted in the next couple of weeks. So um, they were starting to seemingly start to roll, you know, um, on all cylinders. But I mean, props to them too, because in a hard West, there there was no you know oh we're injured so yeah. you know we're gonna give the excuse like no they're back they're young and their backups came in and they're fighting they're still fighting for minutes against each other you know um it's one of those things too where because they have so many young guys those guys are going hard because you know what I mean? like there's no guaranteed minutes and so you're seeing guys play three games straight and then sitting the next two and then you know depending on who's hot yeah. um so they they've been fun uh fun to watch um that's one of the things kenny was saying on 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 today's show that the one thing you don't question about the grizzlies is toughness like you don't have to question their toughness their grit you don't have to question their competitiveness like you never have to look at them sideways like fellas why aren't we playing here like they're always they're always scrapping and it's a completely new team from, you know, the the grit and grind that was there years ago. But yeah. they have that set culture that if you're coming here, like this is the style we play, no matter the coach, no matter the players, um, it, it seems to stick. And so, yeah, and, and you've seen them where they've been able to retool and still stay afloat, yeah. um, unlike, you know, a place like here where it's <laughs> I love how you tried yeah. to avoid saying I mean, it. Unlike I, it's, you yeah. know no matter how many coaches, here. how many front office, you know, people you bring in, no matter how many players, it's still the yeah. same style and the same excuses for, you know, sixteen years. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. even before our stretch, you heard the same stuff even prior to that. Like that's just how it's been in Sacramento. Yeah. And and full transparency, I didn't buy Memphis before the year. They were, they were kind of a team, obviously, you know, your last impression of them is awful. They get to the bubble and they're they're just terrible. But at the same time, it was like, ah, I, I don't know that I'm all in on this roster being as competitive because they really overachieved last year to start the season. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. heading into the bubble, they were leading into March 11th. It's why Kings fans will always be curious in, in, a, in a number of other teams. We, we saw what, you know, because the fact is the, Portland Trailblazers weren't going to make the run that they made in the bubble in March. They weren't healthy enough yet. So with the Kings playing the way that they were and the Memphis Grizzlies playing the way that they were, it was kind of like a, huh, okay, like what's 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 really going to happen here? And the Grizzlies somehow managed to carry that poor play 
all the way through the suspension of the season, all the way down to Orlando, and then through that time there with with Orlando ultimately losing the playoff spot to the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, and where you look at a team like Toronto, who had been able to, you know, weather weather any storm, and they developed their guys, but they – they completely lost their bench. And so they're seeing mm. the ramifications now of of losing, um, or I mean, and not even just their bench, but like a lot of their bench have had to step in, you know, to, lost, to starting they, they, yeah. roles. And so it's just their depth, like their depth yeah. is gone. But that to me, that's more, I'm more shocked by their record than I am like how Phoenix has managed to, to stay afloat. But right. because Toronto had seemed to have that same kind of, thing where it was like no matter who was out someone was stepping up Mm -hmm. you know and it's still early so we'll see what happens that um i'm sure moves will be made there but you saw alex len was let go because chris boucher you know stepped up balling king's uh, killer yeah yep um and he's (laughs) and he's another guy where you saw the flashes of him he just never got the minutes right and now he's getting Mm -hmm. the minutes and you're seeing the production which which is always nice where i was gonna say Normally I would say young guy, but he's 27. It's just, he hasn't had the opportunity where to me, that's another thing where I, I hate all the, the Bagley stuff and he's a bust. Like the (laughs) the kid's 21, like you're seeing a 27 year old, like finally getting his shot and producing is I know it's, he's the number two pick. And so it's frustrating and all that. But to me, I, I just hate calling 19 20 21 22 year olds and even sometimes a little bit older than that complete bust because they haven't gotten the opportunity to well we we've we've talked i think we talked about this leading into the last game and i know kenny and i talked about it you know coming out of the Knicks game was a a guy that we'd really liked and you and i talked about julius randall's an all-star julius randall also might be the poster child for patience in that it, yeah. it it he was good like he was good in LA like he was good with the Lakers and his just, last year specifically with Luke yeah and and it yeah. was like I think it was like 15 and 9 or something but you look at his numbers now and it's like no this dude is like an east eastern conference all-star like he's he's legitimately playing well and I don't know if it's if he had to find the right coach the right team I don't I, I don't know what the situation was with Julius Randle but you see that it ultimately, like, hey, it, it paid off. It worked. Like, look at, like, he's he's playing phenomenal. And I think if you just, if everybody, in, and it's so difficult because of what you just said with Marvin, number two overall pick, plus the players that were taken after him, like, if you just exercise some patience, man, I think that it's there with him. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is I don't even think they're using Randall in a totally different way than how Fizz used him last year. It's just his yeah. efficiency wasn't there. I mean, those assists weren't there. It's they tried, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And he he has a higher turnover rate because of that stuff. But to me, it's almost he's taking on that new part of the game and it slowed down a little bit for him, right? Even though he had been in the league, he'd never needed to be that assist guy from the top of the key, right? Or the point forward that he's now uh, where the the whole offense is running through him legitimately. And it's fun to watch. I mean, I don't know how how much people have been able to watch New York. But, I mean, he has totally surprised me in the next step he's taken. Where, again, like you were saying, it's 
these guys are young. I mean, and mm-hmm. and we've talked about this in previous ones before is you you think that they always okay, they're in the NBA, they should have the fundament fundamentals, you know, already in place. And we had talked about this and being AAU and one year in college and things like that, that it just takes some people longer and they never had to do these things. It was, they only had to be the scorer. They only had to be the defensive stopper. And now they're trying to find in the NBA new pieces, you know, to their game. If it's being asked of them, I mean, buddy healed, he was the sharpshooter, right? And last year he was having to, (laughs) to totally create on the offense, whether that was him or scheme, we hear conflicting, right? But you saw what happened when a guy had to completely, you know, was trying to add new features to his game that was justified or not justified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it didn't click. Uh, Marvin isn't another one of those guys is, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Orlando Magic coming up here because I feel like Orlando, you know, the Kings opponent tomorrow night is, I, I feel like they are, what we thought they were like, they're pretty much what they were last year. They're going to linger around. I think the, the eight, nine, 10 spot, they're going to be a game two, three, four below Clifford team. Right. Yeah, (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Like pretty much. I think that's what they're going to, I think that's what they're ultimately going to be around. But you know, with the Kings having this stretch of days off, you know, Luke Walton spoke at practice yesterday about how the team's developing. I want you to hear this. Yeah, we got a long way to go. Um, I am very pleased with the the uh, progress that some of the guys have made. I think Marvin's made huge strides. I think Tyrese um, continues to to not only impress, but he continues to grow and learn from uh, you know from the experience. Uh, I think the Aaron's you know coming a long way, um, and you you can go down the line. So you know, there's some 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 things that I'm, I'm very pleased to see. And then there's other parts as a team and as a group, some of our, uh, some of our games, uh, we clearly uh, didn't play the way we, you know, we needed to. Uh, and then there's other, you know, there's some big wins, you know, the Denver wins, the Phoenix wins and, uh, and some hard fought wins in that Chicago game and the New York game against, uh, you know, just those wire to wire type of battles. So, um, it's been a wild, a wild start to the season for us, um, and you know it's, it, you know we're we're at a place that as long as we're continue to see improvement and the team is going to continue to get better, um, you know that's what we're trying to trying to accomplish right now. Luke very regularly tries to find the the positive in in everything, but two things that that, that I want to touch on that he said there first with Marvin Bagley, he said he was pleased with the progression of Marvin Bagley so far this season, and I think he's speaking specifically probably over the last four or five games. Uh, how do you feel about the way Marvin has progressed over this season so far? Because we've seen we've yeah. seen him in a lot of different situations. I think the fact that, to me, his progression alone, that you see them even being comfortable, right? Him now being there in at the end of games, where we right. know for Luke, that's a big trusting. We saw it with Buddy last year, like... He's, we saw it with Buddy a couple trust, nights ago. Right? I mean, yeah. that's right. Yes. And Hallie coming in 100%. Um, there go the dog. Oh, yeah. Now we can <laughs> Now fails. we can see Gracie get worked up. That's all right, Gracie. <laughs> calm down, baby. We're just talking Kings. Gracie does not like it when we talk bad about, you know, when she, Marvin she Bagley is. comes up. I feel like I feel like Gracie's <laughs> favorite player is Marvin Bagley. <laughs> <laughs> she always starts. Yeah, she sure does. That's all right. 
I know. The um, other dog's being good and laying up there, but she's gone. Um, no. And so I think you're seeing that. It's trust so funny. I didn't even there. know you had another dog because Gracie's the one who's always making the noise. Gracie's yeah, no, pretty she's much laying the peacefully part on of the, the bed. <laughs> she, Molly's nice. laying peacefully on the bed. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're starting to see the trust and progression there. And I would even say my whole thing was you had a guy who was coming in without, like, without playing for a year. Like he essentially yeah, had a right. year off, right? It was 13 mm-hmm. games, I think. Um, so he's looked to me like a guy who hadn't played for a year. It's the same way when Harry Giles was coming back. It was like, oh, remember, the guys had how many games in a span of like three years, right? Where it was like mm-hmm. off, on, off, on. And it's hard to get a progression or any kind of consistency or um, the game staying at, you know, a certain flow level for you where it's not coming too fast, it's not coming too slow, like where your your comfort level, right, is is there. And I think we're starting to see it. And even on the defensive end, the kid's not perfect, and I don't expect him to be. We knew coming in from college that defense was going to be, right, one of the issues. That was one of his weaknesses. Um, but I think every game we're seeing a little bit more, and we're seeing um, – more reads and things like that. Yeah, he's making mistakes, but he's making a mistake that anyone who's had a year and what, 30 games mm-hmm. <laughs> in the league um, expect to make who wasn't coming in as that kind of player. Um, I think you're starting to see his hop come back a little bit more. Um, I think you're you still with something with his kind of hops that I think too is he's still having to work on the timing of it. Um, There are times where like he's on and then there are games where his timing isn't quite there yet. And again, I do, Mm -hmm. I think that's a you thing and the feel for the game and depending on um, the physicality and the bodies you're playing that game, right? Like we saw him against Randall. I mean, there, there was no shot. Like you were not stopping him. He was, he was overbotting you. Same with a guy like Steven Adams. If he ends up having to play center and, and gets put on that, um, you're going to see the same kind of issues. But I mean, overall, I'm, I'm pleased with the guy. I, I don't, I know there's a lot of hate and frustration out there, but I'm choosing to look at him not as a number two pick, but as a kid that's played a year and, you know, not even a half in the league. And am I yeah. seeing progressions that way? I think that Marvin will be a fascinating guy to look like. Like we're 16 games in to this season right now. And one, he's played all of them. Uh, two, once we get past game like 21, if we get into game 22, that'll be the longest stretch of his time playing basketball in the NBA, 22 games. And yeah. I think we can revisit a conversation about Marvin Bagley in game 40 and 50 and 60. And I think that's where you'll really start to be able to get an evaluation of, okay, there's, we know, or I feel like we should know there's something here with Marvin. I'm, I am, I'm, you know, I hate using this term because I feel like it has a different connotation to it, but I am team Bagley. Like I, th- I, I think Marvin is is going to be a, a a very fine player, and I think we'll have a much much better idea of what type of player he is by the time we get to game 50, 60, 70. Because right now he's sitting at what was it thirteen? He's sitting at thirteen and eight. I'm not mad at that. 
Like, I don't have a problem with 13 and eight. Like, I, I, and, and, it, and it often goes back to like, what were your expectations for him headed into the season? Like, what did you believe Marvin Bagley was going to be as the season started? What were the, 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 the numbers that you kind of set for yourself? Because if you had told me 13 and eight, I'd probably wanted maybe like 13 and 10, but I'm not going to be mad at 13 and eight. And I think if he was coming off the bench, you'd have that. No problem, right? This is coming in, you know, as a starter and still trying to figure out his spot. I think with this team genuinely too. And and his feel in the offense and, and things and like that. And playing with Rashawn and, Holmes. And playing with Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen there. I mean, again, it's yeah. like it always is here. It's what, with the changes, you know, um, it, it, yeah. Is it going to be a long-term thing? Is it not? I don't know. Because then you have to expect if someone else is going to come in, then you're going to have to see him get used to the same kind of thing. Yeah. And the first year, a lot of it was, um, what was it? Belly started, right? And I'm trying to, was it him and Costa? Who, I'm trying to think who was, Costa who was on Kufis. the bench with him. Wasn't that <laughs> when Costa was still here? It like, may and that's have been. an odd ma- and that's an odd yeah, thing, right? Like, but I think it, you yeah. still had minutes where they paired him and him and um Belly together too, so you'd have some stretch before he really started working on that outside shot. Um but that's another thing too, is his outside shot. He has shown progression there. Mm-hmm. Um where there's there's still a lot of people that think he's not gonna be the center, but he's gonna end up being the stretch four that people have wanted for years. So it's It'll be you know what cracked me up about Costa Kufis is I like blocked that Costa, time from my memory. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Bryce chimes in on oh. the chat said he's he's blocked. <laughs> but what's funny about what's funny about Costa Kufis to me is he'd come in have like twelve and ten, and you wouldn't remember any of it. Like Costa Kufis could play like twenty nine minutes, and you wouldn't remember a single solitary minute that he played because they always focused on like the one you know cement hand that he had underneath the basket that would have been a sure you know a sure dunk or something you know yeah that kind of javel mcgee mistake that he made at some point during the game but his his floater push shots were i mean <laughs> we talk about we talk about home having that floater push shot but costa was doing that from like the free throw line like where he's just costa's most memorable moment with the kings is that meme <laughs> Like that meme Mm -hmm. that's out there with him where he's like confused Mm -hmm. and then it's like he's coming to some sort of realization and you can't really figure out what's going on. But like that is that is Costa Kufus's uh, shining moment. The other one that whenever I hear his name, I think of that picture with him and CJ McCollum from high school. Did you ever see that? CJ McCollum and Costa Kufus? I don't think so, but I know what I'm Googling right here. You would not believe what CJ looks like. Like why? Why have I not seen this? The face is the same, this. but he is like Isaiah Thomas size compared to the rest of the kids. You said they're in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fascinated by this. I've 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 got to see this. Costa oh, Kufis, C.J. McCollum. Oh, that 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 doesn't appear to be high school. I I might. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe that is. No. Uh, okay. I'm. Uh, oh, here it is. Oh okay. my goodness. Oh wow! <laughs> is there? A, oh, and, I, and I, CJ's I wish there was like a... got this one where he's like right where he's kind of like bent over. Yeah. With the ball, like trying to chase yeah. it, and he looks yeah. like five feet. 
I think he was this, like five two or five three. They said like he was super tiny. This is spectacular. Why have I never seen this before? I'm happy wow. I introduced that to you. You sure did. Oh my goodness, CJ's like a legitimate child. <laughs> wow. I am I am blown away. I'm sorry. There's I, I'm terribly sorry. Nobody can see what I'm looking at, and most of you are listening to this on podcast form. And please, I just please look, go look it up if you're everybody at it, go if you're look at this. <laughs> if for some reason, and I'm I guess I'm late to this party. If if you've never seen this before, you you've got to see it. It is CJ looks like a, oh, an absolute child up. out there yeah, with a the, with a bunch of grown folks playing basketball. That's. That's spectacular. Thank you all for listening and thank you all for watching on Twitch. We're going to do these podcasts pretty regularly here on Twitch. And I think we're going to do a, I think we might go post game on Friday night. But of course, post game is going to be like seven because the game starts at at, at, at 430. Uh, but we're going to try to do these pretty regularly here on the ESPN 1320 Twitch channel. Uh, the other thing of what Luke Walton said there was uh, his obvious praise for Tyrese Halliburton, whose role continues to grow. You had mentioned uh, Tyrese coming out, buddy going in, and that the fourth ones quarter that were watching that against the to, I don't know if against, 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 that is absolutely spectacular. I think everybody that's watching has actually looked it up. <laughs> like that is spectacular. I love that so much. That's that's um, what I think of when I think of Costa and CJ. Like that's my <laughs> and where so they are good. now. <laughs> um. Tyrese Halliburton getting the nod for Buddy Heald in the fourth quarter. And there was a moment in that fourth quarter where you could tell Luke Walton was really frustrated uh, with a particular defensive set. Bagley comes out. Tyrese Halliburton goes in. There's been a, you know, Buddy just hasn't been good offensively. I know the Kings Herald spent some time talking about how his efficiency has gotten a little bit better. His shooting percentages has gotten a little bit better over the course of the last handful of games. But overall, I don't think Buddy Heald's season can be considered a, a, a success right now. Uh, he's sitting at 15 points. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's making as many mistakes as he has in years past. I don't think he's making as many like frustrating turnovers. I know he's very clearly making some mistakes on the defensive end that are obviously frustrating Luke Walton, as we saw in the New York Knicks game. But are we potentially in a situation? And Luke Walton talked about. Before the Knicks game, he was talking about potential changes uh, coming. You, you know, like we we look at everything, and there may be some changes coming. Here's what Luke Walton said. This was a couple of days ago. This was after the win against the New York Knicks. Luke Walton was asked about, hey, like, are you still looking at potentially making some changes? Here's what Luke Walton said. You know, it, we're, we still we're, we still look at everything. You know, whether I'm talking with my staff or I'm talking with Monty in the front office, um, brainstorming different ideas. We're always. <laughs> Uh, you know, coming up with different plans. And then, uh, you know, we it's up to me to, to make the call on what I think is best for our, for our group at the time. So, um, you know, coming off a, a good game, a, a pretty solid uh, performance against the Knicks, uh, you know, you're not going to see any changes coming coming out of that as far as the, the starting lineup. But, you know, even rotations and, and groupings, uh, you know, we're still looking into to those type of things too. Um and, you know, the, you might there might continue to be some some changes with that. So the funny thing ab uh, about that is, Luke, at least in the the and I'm on most of these calls. I wasn't on the one today because it started while the show was still going on. But he was he's never asked about a change to the starting lineup. Like no one has asked him that they've asked him. Specifically? Is he specifically? Yeah, they're asking if he's considering changes. 
He knows what it means. We all know what it means. We're asking if Tyrese Halliburton is going to wind up in the starting lineup, if they've considered putting Tyrese Halliburton in the starting lineup. And most people are of the belief that would be at the expense of Buddy Heald. And I wonder, like, and, you know, Luke has acknowledged, he he said this earlier in the season in that, you know, we're not getting off to bad starts. Like, if we were getting off to really bad starts, it'd be something that we have to evaluate right away. He's like, I don't feel like we're getting off to really bad starts. Could we see a situation like we saw in New York where Buddy starts the game? He starts the third quarter, but ultimately it's Tyrese that 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 gets a bulk of the minutes and it's Tyrese that finishes the game. I think so, and I think that's how it should be, honestly. I mean, okay. if, if, well, I should say if the game is flowing that way, that's mm-hmm. how I think it should be. And clearly, um, Tyrese was on it defensively that game where yeah. Buddy was He was not. so I mean, instrumental in that game, he, in, the, in that Knicks baited, win. When he baited that steal yeah. Yeah. Um, towards the end, I, that, that was beautiful. Um, but that's why I want him in there getting those minutes and doing that. And it's not even like it's all about um, the the minutes for Tyrese right now or, I mean, yes, we're all about growing up and stuff, but he's legitimately earned it, right? I mean, yeah. he's he's earning that and he's earning that trust. And I think we have to stop looking at the, um, oh, they're a vet, they're older, they've necessarily earned it because I'm sorry, but nobody on this team has done anything with this team, right? Mm-hmm. To earn that kind of attitude to me. Sure. Um, I can see where they've earned it on other teams. You know, Corey Joseph, when he was with the Pacers, when he was with Toronto, when he was with the Spurs, like I get it. Um, yes, but on this team, like you're even seeing his minutes go down some for Halliburton and, you know, yeah. depending on the lineup. And I think it's earned. Nothing against Corey Joseph, but I think Halliburton's earned that as well. Um, I also think you're seeing um, Hallie play better minutes when he is with Fox compared to when he is playing with Joseph as well. Um, I mean, last week we talked about that too, where we, I had, we had said that we thought that Buddy should be coming off the bench, that mm-hmm. he was in that slump and we thought he would have, you know, he would be able to get out of it um by coming off the bench yeah and it's it's hard to really know what this team's philosophy this year like we hear it's not about the wins and losses we hear it's about the growth like i i can't imagine i don't know who we hear that from though by the way luke yeah luke wants to win and wants to save his job right so it's like you're hearing belly sitting for personal reasons and then you're hearing oh no he's not sitting for personal reasons it's for you yeah Again, you're hearing mixed messages. And then today, oh, Whiteside's feeling better and back. Um, thanks, Metu. We appreciate your what you have brought to the court, you know, those last couple of weeks. But it was clearly said that Whiteside is now going to be, you know, the backup regardless of whatever you did. Again, that's fine. But you're still getting the mixed messages based on who's reporting what. So. And it's funny how I don't know interchangeable. If that's to get him out there to. To, for trade stuff, you know, who who knows? Because Brooklyn out Brooklyn right now, I don't know how many second round picks they have, but they only have one center on their team. They sure could use a white side. Brooklyn Brooklyn's trying to acquire Kevin Love for some reason. Like I think they went after Jared Allen and what Cleveland was like, have? no. 
or I mean, but not Jared. Uh, under- like, what do they have left? That yeah, well, I, I give. I don't know. Like, yeah. you got you because right because the contracts got to match. And they're trying to. Uh, who was the center? There's, there's. It wasn't Kevin Love by himself. They were. They have a plethora of big guys in Cleveland after the acquisition of Jared Allen. Obviously, Andre Drummond yeah. is all, are already there. People are just waiting for the moment that Andre Drummond but is. But it's his is, last is year traded. on the deal too. Yeah. Well, well, that's why I think people are waiting for him yeah. to be traded is because they believe yeah. he's he's the perfect asset to move before the uh, before it comes to an end. Um, I like Hassan Whiteside, by the way. I think Hassan Whiteside in his uh, obligatory like ten minutes. You, you know what I mean? He doesn't seem to play much more than that very often. It, but I want to I want to touch on Tyrese. We can get back to Hassan Whiteside in a minute. You mentioned the steal. He had a block in a in in like a three pointer in that win against the Knicks, which was so instrumental. And uh, the guy that trying to acquire for is Javale McGee. Thank you for that on the on the Twitch chat. Um, it was so instrumental in the Knicks winning. And, and you talk about with Tyrese, everything we're talking about Tyrese is defensive intensity, defensive intensity, defensive intensity. Well, if one of the frustrating notes with Luke Walton as he's coaching the team is the team's maybe lack of attention to detail on the defensive end, or maybe it's the lack of intensity on the defensive end, isn't Tyrese the perfect guy to set that tone at tip? And, and he's so, the like, one that you never gets talked about. You don't have to talk about it, right? That he's right, not exactly doing that ever, right? Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll put it out there, right? You, you, he's the one guy that you, you don't have to, have to question in that regard. So if we're talking about setting a tone and we're talking about setting, you know, uh, uh, this is the tone of the game. This is the direction of the game. I don't think you can do that when you're entering the game, you know, with six minutes to go. I just don't think that's something that you can do. I think that's where Tyrese being in the starting lineup comes into play. It's great for him to be there at the end, but that's only a factor if the game is close. If the game is close, it's not nearly as much of a factor. Or if the game isn't close, I should say, it's not nearly as much of a factor for 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 uh, for Tyrese to be out there at the end of a game. Right. So the question is, on here too if you want to trade buddy does moving him to the bench hurt his value i mean maybe but that at time at that point if you're moving on from him you're moving it to clear the cap space and you're moving it to right to get off it like it's and and that's and that's a great that's a great question because when depending on what team he goes to he could be coming off their bench too like I, i i have to see who who it's with to know if it's even hurt his value or I don't even honestly I don't know what his value is. That's the question I was just about to point. ask you. That's the question I was just I, about I to don't. ask you. What is his value in the first place? Like we 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 talk about hurting it or helping it. His numbers from last year to this year have gone down. His numbers from last year to the year before have gone down. It's been a steady decrease for the last three years. He's still got the contract extension. What does it ultimately right. mean? You know what I mean? I like mean, what? His- like what? 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 What dollar figure? If it's that, if yeah. it's that game that circulates on social media where you build a team for fifteen dollars and like LeBron is the five dollar player, I mean, what is Buddy the one dollar player? Right. I mean, at this point, his value is whatever you're combining in players to equal yeah. his yeah. his his contract at this point. Because, I mean, similar to what people trying to get Kevin Love. Like, it's only so many teams are going to be able to do it unless you're getting three, four-team deals in because you have to make the contracts work. Um, 
And at the point, if they decide to trade him, it's either something they can't refuse where it's an, to me, I think they're trading it for another younger player, right? Someone closer to Fox's age um, com compared to an, an older vet. Uh, but then that creates the, there's, a, you're going to have to take on an older vet with a younger contract too, because it's rare you're going to find someone like him that's also on the block. I mean, on the block, essentially, that that equals, especially right now, what his value is. Because, yes, we know it's decreasing, but right now it's still at its highest value. Uh, I'm already waiting for the Buddy tweets. Here's a uh, another line. Uh, here's another uh, comment from me. But I still like me. Buddy. Like, I don't not like Buddy. I mean, no, I'm 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 with you. Yeah. Um, I don't mind Tyree starting as long as Luke staggers his in Fox minutes. Uh, if Luke doesn't, I don't like Corey being the only quote playmaker off the bench. I'm with that. Like I I get that. That's that's an issue that a lot of people have. And Corey Joseph is actually, I'd argue, much better when Tyrese Halliburton is out there with him. Yeah. Tyrese makes the people that he's playing with better, whether it's the bench. Or the starters, he's making them better. Right. But the thing is, is he's making them better, but him playing with the starters, just stat-wise, just stat-wise, they are making him better, if that makes sense. If you're looking just at numbers well, sh um, okay. based on his the lineups of what he's used in, Mm -hmm. I know everyone doesn't like the plus minus, but his plus minus is much better playing alongside Fox, Holmes, Barnes, that group, compared to um, playing with Corey Joseph and the bench, which shouldn't be surprising. I mean, yeah, but that's why people hate plus minus. I, I, I get it. Like, I get the value of plus minus, but I also get why people hate it. And I think one of the right. reasons they hate it is because of like why you just right. presented it. Like his numbers are but better with are times, more talented right? players. There are times when he's out there on the bench and he's the only offensive like yeah. hope out there, right? So yeah. he's he's not getting the assists. He's not, you know what I mean? Like there's things where that he's down on because he's having to kind of do it all, um, which is crazy, but... Twitch line is joking. I guess let's let's touch on this as it's it's a story or maybe not a story, but a little bit of a rumor. Um, by the way, for those who are just listening to the audio portion of this podcast, follow us on Twitch. It's at ESPN thirteen twenty. Uh, that's the name of the Twitch channel that we use. It's obviously the radio station I work for at ESPN thirteen twenty. We're trying to grow something there, and this is part of the uh, exclusive content uh, that we have over there. But there's there's rumors around Lonzo Ball, JJ Reddick coming out of New Orleans, New Orleans probably not where David Griffin that's a, I don't think I'm stepping out on a limb looking at a team that's about five and ten right now saying that's probably not where Griff wanted to be uh, as this season got underway they sang the praises of Stan Van Gundy today at least Shams tweeted that but Lonzo Ball being out there and and, and JJ Redick being out there I've always liked Lonzo Ball to be honest his defense is on point. It's just mm -hmm. you're not getting off. To me, he's a younger Corey Joseph, right? In that sense, where you know, I think he's a lot defense, better though. But yeah, but I just mean like where you you're not coming in expecting Corey Joseph to provide offense, right? Any extra he does, it's thank you. But I do think he. I should will say he's a younger, better version of what Corey Joseph used to be. <laughs> I will say that. 
um, where he's coming in and you know he can be a defensive stopper with you off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, JJ, I mean, he's a sniper, but oh. he's also getting older. I mean, that's. I mean, no you, JJ's not coming here. JJ's not I mean, like JJ. But I can see that the Warriors, there's Warriors interest there where they were trying to get, I guess, JJ before. So they were, they were looking at a Ubre, uh, JJ Lonzo. But I would think if, if Reddit got sent here, it'd probably end up being a buy. I mean, they're, yeah, he's not going to come of, play here. Yeah, it'd be like he's, the Joe Joseph coming here and you buying him out. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it would be. It'd be the it wasn't. Or you do was a Jason three. Terry a Sacramento King? Like it would be something along those Who lines. Who refused to come? Like, yes, yes. Yeah, and ma- and I don't think JJ. Yeah, I don't think JJ Joe would Johnson refuse. was one. Joe yeah, Johnson I don't, was part of the the one that got um, Shumpert sent here. Um, oh, that's right. And and a bunch of people were mad because Crowder got sent to Utah, and we were like, we got sent the guy that wants to be bought out, and they got the three, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but we were, I mean, it was, yeah. So I could see it being something like that, where if you're involving um, a, a third team. But, and I mean, and we still haven't heard any more of them extending the roster right wasn't there talk of them talking about going yeah. to 1819 and then all of a sudden we haven't heard anything again i think the only thing that it was was the two-way i think it was the extra two-way position which would take the roster i think to 18 right because we have mm-hmm. two two ways i think there was an offer for a third one and it's like all right is that Okay, I, well, I, I mean, I guess right. all you're looking for, if you're Adam Silver, is bodies. You're looking to stay above the eight. When you have eight teams consistently saying that they're they're right there but can't meet, which to me I thought was weird because they were saying that at the beginning of the year they talked about making it 19, right, and then they didn't. And you see how many games where they've had seven guys and they sure could have used those yep. two extra bodies, right? Yep. Um, yep. At this point everyone's using their 17. Like, I don't yeah. think there's anyone out there that hasn't, hasn't had to or seen anything. Um, so it's yeah, such a, it's, it's such a unique season. Like, did you, are you down for this all-star game that they're working on that, that they're, they're talking about having a potential all-star game in March? Here we go. See, <laughs> the, the dogs are now not happy like about the, like how many dogs do you have? Jill, Jill is the dog lady. <laughs> Oh my God! The other ones are my brother. Jill, oh, two okay. of them are my brothers. Um, Start calling Jill the dog lady. And then I have two lady. in here. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> yeah, no, I know, right? Those are my kids, right? It's yeah, that's all right. That's I'm okay. I'm a dog mom. That's, I got yeah. Mom. I'm the I'm the same way. You know that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I I'm not really a fan of, for anything right now. Putting bodies yeah. in arenas. Um, do the God, and you saw what happened today they just had an nba reporter you know passive COVID. like oh man it's just yeah. um i mean so just so sad and you're to me it's hard to hear them talk about that when you're consistently having to cancel games and yeah. you're not adding more bodies to then be like but hey let's go do the all-star game and let's go do this yeah. like, like you can't you're even not figure out right now how to get all your teams to play like focus on that first. It's, I get it's, it for the money stuff. I get it. There, it's revenue. But it's not a. It's a. It's, it's not, not it, your normal all star game. Like right? right. Like if you're not doing the dunk contest with the celebrities know. in the front row, just do do the voting. Let the coaches pick. Right. Have all star teams, but 
just have a couple of days off. You could use it. You could use a couple of days off. You know what I mean? Take, you know, I think it's normally, what, Wednesday to, you know, Tuesday or something like that, or Thursday to Tuesday. Just take Thursday to Tuesday and, yeah. and, and keep it moving and, and do the selection. And, hell, I don't know. You could pick teams, play 2K. People like watching video games. People like watching NBA 2K. Like, I'm not one of them, but some people do. So run it that way. Have some fun with it, man. I, I just I don't think playing games in – Florida or Arizona or whatever you know state's yeah. gonna let you in is the idea yeah I I just don't know if the lackluster of the dunk contest the three points the skills like playing in a in an empty with, with no reaction yeah. well I mean you wouldn't necessarily be empty because we're letting a couple thousand people in in those arenas Le- right now LeBron but, showed out in uh, front of like 3,000 people last night in Cleveland right. my favorite was uh it's Toronto because they're playing in Tampa. And I don't know if they were playing in Miami for that game or something, but Fred Van Fleet yelled. Um, someone was yelling at him, and he said, shut up and put your mask back on. <laughs> like, he totally was like, <laughs> yelled well, at the guy. They and should, like, they should just... Mask, like, don't worry about me. You be quiet and put your mask back on. But he was just like, really? Like, And it might have been they their should... own like, fake Tampa fans, right? Um, oh, that he yelled right. at, but it was like, so who, funny like, where he was like, who, shut up. Who even are you? Like, who who are you even cheering here at this moment? But I, I think um, everybody should just go to Kansas City because if you watched Arrowhead the other day, apparently COVID just has skipped over Kansas City because they, they're throwing out these fake numbers of how many people were at Arrowhead. Dude, that place was packed. And it was very, very loud. So apparently COVID just skipped right over them. They should just do yeah. do the whole season there. I do like the the idea in here where it said, do what the Warriors have been doing, where they have that fan wall around. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that looks awesome. I like that. Similar to yeah. what they did in the bubble. Like, I, I like that. But it's a little bit closer. Um, but, yeah, it's – I mean, I'm sure that at this point the players would probably much rather – have that rest right i mean and you're seeing a lot right. of guys have to play more minutes than normal too because they're down they're down yeah. players yeah. so um yeah this whole season it's just really weird yeah I don't it's know. hard it gets difficult to enjoy honestly with all of this stuff and then now with uh sieco smith passing it's like man come on like what do what, like what are we doing know. and it's not just the nba it's everything like i when i saw the california stay-at-home order was lifted i was like wow we were under a stay-at-home order huh that used to be a big deal that wasn't really a big deal this time it's just like yeah okay whatever gov like whatever you say bro but uh, you know hopefully we're getting closer like my mom got vaccinated she got the first of the my parents got their first yeah yeah so she got her first she said it was super easy so we're kind of monitoring how she feels hopefully you know, I've been worried about her because yeah. she works with like elderly people. So I, I, I mean, I don't know. All Star Game probably isn't where the, the the NBA needs to look, but yeah. I mean, I know we'll they see. were talking about too, similar to what the Super Bowl's doing, where they thought about inviting like vaccinated first responders and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, if, that's if cool. Can, if you can do that, like, I get it. Um, yeah, but you've got a problem in your league. <laughs> like, it's cool to do I, that. But you've yeah. got like mem- it's it's the reason we're doing kind of a podcast covering a bunch of different topics and that we can't play Memphis. There's no game, right? There's 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 yeah. no game. We're we're eagerly waiting. You know, there's a, there's a game tomorrow, and then of course we'll be back uh, post game on Friday. So 
Yeah, I, I don't know. We appreciate everybody tuning in here on Twitch. We're going to wrap things up here on the audio portion of the podcast, so make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. If you're not following ESPN 1320 yet on um, Twitch, go do that because uh, Jill and I will be doing these uh, pretty regularly. We'll be doing some post-game shows as well, so go check us out there. Uh, follow her at Jill Adge, me at Damian Barling. We appreciate you so much for being with us, and we will see you uh, next time here on the Sacramento Kings podcast.